Welcome to Gracefield Grit. I'm your host, Lana Stenner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Gracefield Homestead, we are having honest, hard, and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. We are not for everyone, and we don't clean up our conversations, so you will get the unedited chat. Each episode, you can expect practical tips and encouragement. I am so honored to have you join us today, so grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. This podcast is brought to you by the Backyard Farm Academy. Have you dreamed of fresh eggs every morning and adding chickens to your yard? Do you want a flourishing garden and fruit trees to be more self-sufficient or even honey from your own beehives? Join the Backyard Farm Academy, where we will simplify all the steps in our online training sessions that you can complete at your own pace. Go to lannacenter.com backslash academy for more information and to grab your spot. Let's get busy building your backyard farm. Hey friends, welcome back to the Gracefield Grit Podcast. As of this recording, it's a new year and a new series for you to start off 2023. Thank you for joining us in the three-part Healthy Habits series with my good friend, Mindy Shriver. So Mindy is a family counselor and fitness expert as a previous gym owner and full of knowledge. She is a regular guest on our podcast, and we are thrilled to have her on again. Welcome, Mindy. Thank you so much, Lana. I'm really excited to be here. Will you review some of the benefits of us keeping moving and really how many times a week is it necessary for us to exercise? Yeah. Okay. So that's a two-part question. First of all, Uh, The benefits of movement are tremendous. We know that God created our bodies to move in Genesis. Like we were created to move, not to sit behind a desk and a computer screen all day long. Our bodies crave moving, right? And so when you get out in the sunshine, when you do the things that you're doing, God is with you in that because he created your body to do that. So number one, it's a benefit because your body is craving it. Mm-hmm. from the beginning of time. Number two, joint mobility, right? The more you move, uh, something staying in, something in motion stays in motion. Something that's sedentary stays sedentary. So as we age, keeping those joints moving, keeping that synovial fluid, the synovial fluid is the fluid that moves within your joints to keep things moving in a gentle way. Uh, the more that we keep that moving, the more the synovial fluid is there. Uh, lastly, brain clarity. Mm -hmm. Like I know I feel foggy. I got too many things going on, but studies show over and over and over that physical movement helps with learning, memorizing, taking in information, uh, regurgitating information, and also emotional health, emotional Mm -hmm. and mental health. So I can't think of a reason why we wouldn't keep moving. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for someone that exercises maybe only one time a week, is that enough or do we need to do it daily, five times a week? What do you suggest? Obviously, the more the better, but what is what would you say is the minimum required to be healthy? Yeah, so this the second part of your question was like, how much in, in a week should we move? Let me just be honest with you. It's actually a long answer, but I'll try my best to keep it concise. Three times a week for 30 minutes. I think that's what the government recommends. Mm -hmm. Please don't listen to them. That is not enough. Mm -hmm. 
It's just not enough. It's the minimum of what you should do, but it's not enough. When we say God created your body to move, cultivate the earth, uh, well, Lana, if you got out three times thirty for 30 minutes just to cultivate your garden, would it produce? Yeah. I, I don't know. You need to be messing with it every day. <laughs> okay, right? So you need to get out there every single day and move your body. We were, you know, original cavemen, mm-hmm. right? If 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 the cavemen only moved three times a week for 30 minutes, they probably wouldn't be able to feed their families. Mm-hmm. So, so that's not enough. To answer the question, though, I had to go off on the, like, the minimum, the things the government says. That keeps you sick. Mm-hmm. They want to keep you sick, guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. I could go on a whole tangent of what that, about how they want to keep you sick for their own benefit, but I will not do it. I would say five days a week for a minimum of 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to say every single day, but a minimum of five days a week for 30 minutes. Now, here's what I want to also say. If you haven't been moving, don't do what I just said. If you haven't been moving, I would say week one, three days a week for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Week two, four days a week for 20 minutes. Week three, five days a week for 20 minutes. Week, f- where was I at? Four or five? Mm-hmm. Five days a week for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Week six, five days a week for 45 minutes. Do not, do not go straight into like, I'm changing everything on Mondays and I'm going for 90 minutes or even an hour. I'm going to go to a class. Take it slow and gentle as you move into towards the minimum of five days a week for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And building habits. Is it is it a habit that brings you back to it and you move? You want to move into it slowly? Is that the mindset or you just don't want to burn out or injury? Injury. I, I mean, the way I answered that question was mainly from a place of injury. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is habit building. It's habit forming too, but it's mainly from a place of injury because what happens next, you're going to go, it's Monday and I just joined this new fitness class at the gym and it meets three days a week and I'm going to meet my other girlfriend six days a week and da, 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 da. Next thing you know, you're down for four or five months because you broke a leg. Right. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Would you speak differently to telling this advice to someone that's 40, 50, 60, obviously what they can do in modifications to their movements. Um, but the amount, does that change versus the ages? No, no, I would say I'm, I'm actually, the answer was for someone who's 40, 50, 60, you know, especially the part about easing into it. If you have been sitting for a decade, especially in your sixties, please just do three days for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. four days for 20 minutes, five days for 30 minutes, like ease into it. Your body needs a chance to go, oh, wait, we're moving now, Mm -hmm. right? God created a well-oiled machine. It adapts to what you do. Mm -hmm. If you're eating donuts every day, it's going to adapt to that. Right. If you're moving, it's going to adapt to that. Also, it needs time to adjust. Mm -hmm. So speak to weight training. Is it as important as they say it is? Or, you know, I have some friends back from marathon days that were basically just running cardio five days a week, and that's all they did. No weight training or anything. Is that dangerous? Is it all about weight training? Is it a mixture? How important is that weight training? 
It's really, really important to continue your strength training. I love to talk about strength training from like a high, like lift, lift heavy weights, like lift heavy things, but also lift light weight, lift light weights, mix it up. I love Pilates and core strength. When you're doing that kind of work, you're going to use light weights to do repetitions of like 30 reps. Mm-hmm. That's super important for keeping your back strength, your core strength, your ab strength, your glutes all of that's really important, but what I hear maybe is like the trend towards heavy weight lifting, mm-hmm. super, super important, like lift heavy things, do hard things. Let's also lift some heavy things. However, don't go straight into that on Monday either, mm-hmm. right? Like be smart about what you're doing, right? ease into it, and then do a little bit of Pilates, lightweight training. And I say Pilates because I mean specific movements to help your core with weights of two or three one to two or three, no heavier than four pounds, and then heavy weights so that you can increase your bone density. Mm-hmm. And we've talked before about classes. Like I had mentioned, my daughter is off of college for the break. And so uh, we've hit our favorite class at the gym, uh, which is a weights class. What do you say to that? Some, you know, while I'm in the middle of it and we're doing weights, it's they're moving fast. It sometimes it feels like it there's not you can't have good form and be doing this right, <laughs> moving that quickly with, you know, all that music going and everything. So speak, what's your thoughts? Do we have to go on the weight floor, which is so intimidating? You know, many people have some weights in their house and they can just go down to their basement. But those that don't Going to the gym, is it better to hit that intimidating floor with all the muscle heads or is it better to go into a class that you (laughs) know that it's not good form because they're moving so fast? I really can't associate the word better with either one of those statements. They're completely just different. Mm -hmm. Both can be really bad. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you're doing on the gym floor, you can hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're doing in a fast-paced, tempoed program, a choreography program like Les Mills Body Pump, mm-hmm. you're going to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. The point is, whether you're doing either one of those things, you've got to have good form and you don't know what you're doing, I really would just encourage you to hire a trainer mm-hmm. flat out. I do caution, you're going to get hurt faster if you're in Body Pump, mm-hmm. the choreographed weightlifting class, or anything like it, that's going to a beat and your and, and your instructor is not walking around the room and correcting your form and cueing you in a way that, that gets you to correct form. Those kind of classes are a blast and they're fun and they keep you coming back, right? Community is one of the biggest ways that we stay motivated. Fun is one of beats, good music keeps us motivated, keeps us coming back. But the problem is, those instructors are teaching, they've been taught a choreography. They're also trying to remember the choreography because it changes every six weeks. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they have 15 to 25 people in a class to look around and everyone's moving it to be, you're not going to get, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't have good body self-awareness, you're probably going to get hurt and then you're going to be injured and you're going to be out. The second thing is, is that when you go to <laughs> to those classes and everybody's putting on a certain amount of weight on their bars, right? And you're looking around going, 
yeah, I don't think I need anything on my bar, but I'm going to put it here because everybody else has been, this is what I'm supposed to do. You can't, you can't walk the next, you're, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness. You can't even walk or sit on the toilet or raise your hands to wash your hair. You ain't going back. Right. Right. I get pretty, can you tell I get a little bit fired up about this stuff? Because yes. this is, this is the world I used to live in. And so to answer your question, there's no better or worse. There's only awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. And a lot of people don't have body awareness because they do what you and I are both doing right now is we sit mm-hmm. in front of a screen all day and we, we've checked out of our, our glutes. We don't even know what it feels like to have our glutes engaged anymore, right? We're sitting um, or in flexion with our hips. And so we don't even know what it's like to have to feel our body moving anymore. Or even from your perspective, we don't even know what it's like to have our hands in the ground anymore and just feel really grounded. And so there's no better or worse. There's only self-awareness or nobody self-awareness. That's good. And, you know, one of the things I've been doing, I don't know if you would think this is right or not, but going to those classes uh, with my daughter, I just modify it. I mean, if they're, if they're doing it, you know, at a double pace, I just slow it down because mm. I know I cannot keep up and do it that fast and keep my form to where I'm not going to blow out a knee or something. And maybe that's age related where there's more modifications, the older you get, I don't know, but, um, well, let me chime in there really quick. When you say it's age related, I think it's almost maturity related. Mm-hmm. you've probably done enough wrecking of your body at some point where you've yes, been like, definitely. I, I can't recover like I used to if I hurt something. Right. And when I say maturity, it's also com- com- coming from a place of confidence. You're at an age where you're like, screw this. Yeah. I don't care what people think of me that I'm not going to the beat. I'm going to slow the beat down on a half beat and I'm going to do it my way in the back of the room because I can't wake up tomorrow right. feeling like, like I tore a ligament, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why I've been able to stay in there because, um, you know, sometimes I just don't, I don't feel like the form can be done at that pace. Even if I was in my twenties, I don't, it it couldn't have been done at that pace. So, so when you go into a place like that, that's fun. Have some, so my tip is have some self-confidence. If you need to slow it down, slow it down. If you need to go to the instructor at the end of your first class and say, Hey, I'm in the back of the room, I'm going slow. I'm just getting back into it. I hope that a year from now, I'm going at the same pace that you are. You're inspiring to me, but, but, you know, can you check on me? Can you check on my form? I want to make sure I stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Good advice. Do you see speaking to hormones and back on weight training? Is it as important? Do they tie? Does weight training affect your hormones in a positive way or are they unrelated? Does weight training. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Strength training for women as we age and our hormones change absolutely affects it. We know like science tells us that it, our, it, when we have more muscle mass, we increase our metabolism. It takes more energy. It takes more work for the body to main, maintain muscle mass and it does just fat mass. Mm-hmm. That seem that if I put it in those layman's terms, that seems like common sense. Oh yeah, right. Of course it would. I need more certain kind of calories. I need a certain kind of movement. Like it takes more to maintain that. So you're going to increase. You're going to increase your metabolism. You're going to change your hormones if you have more muscle mass versus fat mass. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Um, the other thing that it's going to help. Strength training is going to help as you age. 
this isn't particularly for hormones necessarily, but when you strength train, you increase your bone density. Mm-hmm. So you're less likely to break something if you're just reaching up into your closet or squatting down to get your hands in the dirt to pull out a carrot. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just trying to refer to your life, Lynn, <laughs> not mine. I don't pick carrots. I buy them from the store. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like if, or, if you're, or if you're putting a, a raised bed together, mm-hmm. right, and you're having to hammer something, you know, you're less likely to injure yourself later if we're if we have good bone density, good bone density is not just about calcium, right? Also about good muscle structure around those bones. And every time you lift and that bone feels the resistance of the weight strength of the weight training, it's going to increase mm-hmm. the density. That's super important. Lastly, the third thing for that, for that question is, um, when we do strength training, like versus like high intensity training, for instance, in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, our bodies are already stressed out because sometimes life stress, sometimes, you know, we're raising teenagers, which I refer to as toddlers trapped in adult bodies. That's and so <laughs> I know it's such a good definition. And that's very stressful, especially like in our 40s. That's where most women in their 40s are perimenopausal. Our body's stressed out, confused what's going on. We're not sleeping. Um, you know, sometimes I'm going to be honest, like, marriage is difficult during your forties and fifties. You're going from raising your children and your whole identity, right? Was running them around and taxicabbing them everywhere to empty nesting. That's that can be a stressful time in your forties to fifties. Then you go straight into fifties to sixties, full on menopause. A lot of stress is happening hormonally already in your body. So when you pound it with high intensity exercise, you're already, you're adding more stress to the body. So during these years where hormones are already just kind of going crazy, it's really important that we find like a lower intensity exercise, walking, lower intensity, um, strength training, lower intensity, bike riding, uh, maybe lower intensity rowing. When we stress our body out even more and increase our cortisol levels, it's going to be very difficult for our body to shed the fat. It's going to, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, let's shed the fat because we, uh, we have to hold on to this energy. We have to hold on to those fat um, cells because we're going to be stressed out. We need that energy later. It's not going to just shed it because the body needs to trust you, mm-hmm. right? It needs to know, I'm going to go to sleep tonight and I'm trusting her that she's going to give me seven to eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to sleep tonight. Um, and I'm trusting her that it's gonna, she's gonna give me a, uh, the time I need to repair. I'm saying I like I'm the body, like I'm a separate person. Mm-hmm. But your body needs to be able to trust you. And so right. when we when we stress it out, we've already got stressful lives. We're already not sleeping well. We're already uh, you know overworked and underpaid, so to speak. And then when we add high intensity training to that, that's more cortisol, more stress. So gotcha. Would you speak to the homestead community that might be listening that (laughs) we're busy, especially coming up and we're going to be hitting our busy months in the spring and we might not have time to break away and do some weights at the gym or whatever. And a lot of times I, if I'm cleaning out the chicken coop or I'm, you know, moving 
wheelbarrows full of soil or whatever, I'll consider that my training for the day. You know, this hour counts for that hour at the gym or whatever. Um, it, am I slacking there or can we do that? <laughs> Does that count? I just have the biggest smile on my face picturing you with like wheelbarrows. Oh, and, goodness. <laughs> you know, just it's just really cute. Uh, the answer is... I don't know heck, if it's cute. If you okay, were watching right. it, it wouldn't be cute. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could be like a, a little birdie in the tree next to you just watching you do this. Maybe I should come over sometime in the spring and watch you do you this. Help. Anytime you want to come over and help, I'll let you. You know what? The truth is I really do want to learn how to like have a raised bed in my backyard. I really do need to come over I and let you know. teach me. To answer your question, heck yes. Mm-hmm. Heck Yes. Like how we all know that shoveling our snow, like people have heart attacks, you know, doing that. So we know that it's it's extremely high um, calorie burn. Mm-hmm. So what I think it would be a really fun project for you, Lana, would be to strap on your Garmin. You probably still you probably still have your Garmin from your running days. Yep, yep, I have it. It's somewhere. It's, Go it's find that bad boy. Strip it on. Put put the old heart rate monitor on around your yep. chest and. And just test it. Yeah. And maybe you could even like, write a blog, do a podcast to, to show your listeners personally, like, here's how many calories I burn. I did this for two hours. That's equivalent to X, Y, Z. My goodness. That's a great idea. That really is a good idea. Yeah, I'm uh, glad I could help you with your shocking. content today. <laughs> Thank you for my content planning. It would but, probably be shocking because it is. There are, yeah. I mean, I, uh, it was between Christmas and New Year's. And I got out there, it was freezing cold. I had, you know, gloves, hats and everything. And I am shoveling out the chicken coop. We're moving some people around. Normally I don't do that this time of year. When you say people, are you really talking about goats? (laughs) Chickens. Okay. You're moving chickens around. Okay. I was moving the chickens around. We have baby chicks, fall baby chicks, and we are moving them around. And so I literally had to get back out there and shovel in that super crazy cold weather and I kid you not, I'm throwing my hat off. I'm throwing my gloves off. I was sweating because it is hard, hard work doing that. And it's it's muscle work, but it's also cardio too. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like- It's the kind of cardio I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. It wasn't like high intense that where you couldn't breathe, right? Right. It was the kind of cardio that I'm talking about earlier that we need to do. We've lost that art. Right. This is, you're doing- you and your community, you're doing what God created your body to do. Mm-hmm. Work the ground, work the animals, cultivate the land. And that is what your body was created to do. So yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, good. That's good because <laughs> we're coming up to busy season. So um, so tell me if you have someone that has been doing good in January and they're coming to say it's mid-February, end of February. We're starting to lose motivation. It's not as fun anymore. Speak to that on how we stay motivated once we hit that wall. There's always a wall that comes after a new program that we start or getting back into the swing of things and shifting that to actually just a continued habit versus, oh, this was just something new I tried. How do we get past that little hump? Okay, I, I this is a very basic answer. There's not gonna be some mind-blowing tip here. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get a little quiet when I, when I answer this. Um, 
Christians, Christian women have looked to the world for far too long mm-hmm. to tell us what health and fitness looks like. Quite frankly, motivation is always, almost always fleeting. Mm-hmm. So digging a little bit deeper, in my opinion, comes from having a very solid foundation as to why you're doing this and we don't, what's the purpose for this. When we bring Christ into this journey and it doesn't feel fun anymore, we can find our motivation and our strength from knowing, like, why am I even doing this? Mm-hmm. Is it because I'm trying to fit into a dress for a wedding I have to go to? Or maybe I'm getting married or maybe I'm going on vacation. No, no. Am I, do I want to like, you know, eat a little bit healthier and run a little bit more right, a couple of weeks prior to that? Sure. That's natural. A lot of us do that. But ultimately, in order to stay motivated when February hits, do you know that as a personal trainer, when I have my business, my big, because I was a personal trainer and a small boutique gym, all the big gyms were busy. The Planet Fitnesses of the world, they were hopping and busy in January. You want to know when I got busy? Mm-hmm. I got busy in February. Interesting. Yeah. And so when you know where your centered place is, what you're doing this for, because it's for you to live out the Christ-centered life that he has called you to, to have zest and energy and motivation to be the mother, the wife, the grandmother that you're called to be for your community, for your family and your community. When you're grounded in that, the day you feel like sleeping in, you're going to get up that day. Mm-hmm. You're going to get up that day. Or maybe you let yourself sleep in that day and you get up the next day. Mm-hmm. That's my answer. It's basic. Include Christ in your journey. Mm-hmm. That is so good and so powerful. Mindy, thank you for coming on. You're always a joy to talk with and you have just such deep knowledge in these issues and you're motivational and I appreciate you coming on and I'm excited for our next one. So we're wrapping up this week and this is number two in our Healthy Habits series and uh, we look forward to having you back next week and we're going to be talking about mental health and mindsets from a Christian worldview. So thanks, Mindy. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Lana. I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Grace-Filled Grit. I know that your time is valuable, and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for the Grace-Filled Grit podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and write a review. I'm looking forward to our next episode and I hope you'll join us again. Blessings to you today, friend, as you live out your own grace-filled grit.